0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I am so excited and grateful to have our next guest on. She is the assistant coach for NWSL team Gotham FC. Before joining Gotham FC staff in 2020, she coached multiple teams within the Girls Academy at STA in Morristown. Our guest also previously was an assistant coach for Monmouth's University women's soccer program helping guide the team to a conference championship. Prior to coaching, she played professionally in England with Millwall and Bristol City. Please welcome Becky Tweed. Hi Hi. Becky, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, just amazing and awesome background, I must say. Especially playing in England. Um, so, are you actually from there? Or? I am from England. <laughs> awesome. Um, grew up in England. Moved here at one. Tw- I moved here at twenty-one, so I was young. <laughs> oh my gosh! How was that? How was moving? Was it a big like culture change? Um, yeah, it was. It was a culture change. It was like a
1: um, come for a short period of time, see how you like it. Play in the WPSL. Um, coach some youth teams and it just turned into like 12 years later here i still am so yeah it was crazy um it was a it was a big change but i really enjoyed it i kind of like the challenge of being away from home and um yeah i i mean i didn't plan to end up here this long it just kind of happened and i'm glad it did (laughs)
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, it led to amazing things. And I just saw you were recently in France, um, I believe, coaching, right? So what were you doing over there exactly with coaching?
1: Yeah, so the U-20s, um, the US U-20s went to France. Um, the World Cup's coming up um, next month. So I went to France to um, play against some good competition before, uh, before the World Cup. Um, so go to the World Cup with the U-20s. So that will be exciting um, as the assistant coach. Um, so again, like another opportunity, something a little different for me, um, something great that I can take a huge amount of experience from, um, and just kind of seeing now the global side of the game, um, which is going to be really, really good fun
0: yeah for sure well congrats on that that's an awesome opportunity Thank so you. now when you travel to these places or go to France even though you're from England um do you get to you know do you get downtime to see maybe old friends or family or even sightsee or whatnot or is it just strictly soccer um it's a lot of soccer um
1: yeah. it is nice to kind of go and uh like we, we walked into a little village in France and had some coffee and kind of just took the afternoon um to chill one afternoon but yeah it's a lot of soccer do you know what it's like even when you go places and play and train like you culturally feel like you're in a different place anyway so Mm -hmm. although you like still at work like you still have that feeling that you're um, especially somewhere like the south of France because everybody is really French speaking it's really culturally different so like the minute that you get off the plane you feel like you're somewhere else Um, so like it's although it is strictly soccer you do get that nice feeling of like I, the crazy thing for me was, um, being so close to home time difference wise, although I didn't get to see my family, I, I've gone, I've gone from being five hours away from them to one hour in front of them. So it was like a weird, like I normally call my family and, and it's already the evening when I wake up and I was mm-hmm. calling them and they were behind me. So that was a real strange feeling. Um, but yeah, it was nice to feel closer to home. Although I didn't see anybody, I felt like I was like, just over the, like, just over the water, Um, but yeah, no, it was good, it was a good experience, and I think culturally seeing other countries, um, and again, this job has allowed me to see so many different countries, um, which has been a really cool part of it.
0: Yeah I'd love to ask about that um like you kind of talked about the job has taken you different places and I think working in sports or even playing in sports like you did as well um can bring you so many cool places so what is the coolest like place you feel like you've ever been probably through coaching
1: um that's a great question I think Wow. I don't, that's a really good question. I actually think that um, being in the NWSL is interesting because you, you literally travel the country and there's places that, like I'm sat in Louisville right now in Kentucky. I would never have said like, oh, let's go on vacation. And it's, an, it's a really nice place. Um, like downtown Louisville is great. Uh, the food is great. Um, but it's something I would never have experienced if I didn't come for the job um so I, actually louisville's a little sleeper for me I, when people ask like where is nice i'm like louisville's cool um
0: i've never I been think, <laughs> yeah I, I
1: mean the end of your cell has a, a great variation of teams and you travel a bunch anyway like we go from here to portland portland's also a cool city probably somewhere i wouldn't have been if i hadn't have been there through the league um and then i think worldwide coaching wow I just, yeah, I've honestly been so many places that I have so many experiences of places that I don't choose to go. Like even this, Mm -hmm. going to France this this summer, uh, like last week was great. Like I would never have been to France on vacation or I've never been there. Um, So to do that was great. I I remember playing in Spain Um, when I was younger. We went over and played the tournament in Spain and we went to Vancouver. Um, So again, places that I... I, I did the typical places as a kid on holiday. I would never have been experiencing these places at all. So yeah, I've been super lucky to to travel. Um, yeah, I guess most of the US people say to me, how many places have you been in America? I'm like, I actually think I've covered a decent amount.
0: That's awesome. Um, And you know, a lot of people talk about traveling and talk about these different countries they've been to are amazing. And then you don't ever think about what about all the States? A lot of people from the U S too, have not been to a lot of the States where there's actually mm -hmm. some really amazing places that you're missing out of. Cause when you think of travel, you think of just the country, like different countries. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, the U S is so different.
1: Everywhere you go is so different. It's like, uh, we we had a French player on the team last year and we flew from New Jersey to Portland and she was like, I may as well fly to France. I'm like, it's the same distance. It <laughs> was like mind blown that we flew from to Portland in the league. So I think it's nice when you have international players on your team as well. And they, mm-hmm. they fly um, within the U S and they're like, wow, like it's so different. Um, Our goalkeeper coach right now is from Australia and he is, this is his first time in the U S. So everywhere we go, we keep bringing in places in different States and it's like, It's it's normally related to food, honestly.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I mean it is that is the U.S. Um, Yeah, no, it's cool. Go back to the beginning of your journey before all this, um, traveling. You played uh, soccer in England, but um, before coaching. So, is that the reason that you really wanted to get into coaching? And when did you realize that this was, you know, what you wanted to do as a career?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I. I played at a good level um obviously women's sports have evolved so much since I was uh, playing in the league um and I was okay like I was never the best player on the team like I never really as great a coaches as I had or experiences I had there was never any for support for someone that was just average that's how I felt like I, I was never given like guidance of like hey like you need to look at doing this to for your development or like it was all about winning and being on the best team. And like, I was happy to be there and I look back and I'm like, I should have changed the way that I, I educated myself. I should have changed my career pathway, but nobody helped me. Um, and I think it's when I started to realize that like people need guidance and help in this job. Like it isn't an easy path and what's right for me or what's right for another player may not be right for somebody else. You have to be really open-minded. Um, and I think that I realized like, from experiences that I had like I just wanted to share them with people I wanted to help people that you may feel like I'm telling you that you're you shouldn't play at this level or the level below is better for you but like trust me I wish somebody would have did that for me Um, so I think that I started to coach when I was playing alongside it and I just loved working with kids everybody's like oh you're so good with kids I'm like Um, I I just like to give them back after I'm done with them. (laughs) Um, But I just think like being able to share experiences and relate to people um, who are all different, like you can't treat everybody the same at all, um, was something that I really enjoyed. I never envisioned myself in a nine to five job. Like I just, I didn't love like, I liked being around people and meeting people and I really enjoyed being on the field. And again, I wasn't the best, I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't the best player. Um, so it was, how can I like use, even when I played, I felt like I coached and played, like it was just Mm -hmm. in my personality that that was who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started doing some coaching alongside the playing in when I was at Bristol. Um, and that really, like, I enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. Like I actually enjoy relating to these kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, if I was 10, I would have loved to have this like level of, um, coaching around me and guidance around me. So when I came to the US, I started to coach like again just in little travel programs just around um, alongside playing like I never wanted to give up playing um, and I just loved the people I met like the families and the the impact that you can have on people without realizing um and then i'm I'm starting to do some coaching badges just got into it and I was the like really only one of two females on courses all the time and I'm like you know what I actually like this like I want to be challenged like you guys want to like hang out with me or like make fun of me or like I don't know like I actually really enjoyed being the only female in the environment I'm like this is great like challenge me like push me to whatever I want to do
2: um
1: and the more I did that the more I was like this is this is something that I actually think I can make a career out of um and I think you don't realize if it's something that you're good at or not um and you have weeks in coaching where you're like, oh, I, like, I did a good job. And then you have weeks where you're like, oh my God, what did I do this week? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a like, a like a roller coaster of a yes. career. Um, like I remember speaking to my parents and sometimes people are like, okay, well, when are you gonna get a real job? I'm like, I, I think I can make this my job.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just continued to take my licenses. I think getting educated and putting yourself in a position where people can give you feedback that isn't just your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, was good for me um and I got some like great feedback and I got some feedback that would push me and challenge me and say like hey sometimes you need like a, hey you're not there yet like you have to do this before you can get anywhere and the, I think the most like one of the most eye-opening things for me is I've had to do every step of my career as a volunteer like oh, it's never like I've just been mm-hmm. given a chance to say like hey you want to take this job like yeah. for me it's like I've, I've had to put myself out there And I think sometimes not being a player anymore and and especially not playing in the league here, like you have to be prepared to put yourself out there. And I think that's where a lot of females struggle, right? Like females are very like, it's okay. Like I'll get the opportunity when I get it. But I think the realism of this career is you just have to sometimes take a risk and, and, and go and see what happens. And there may be things that are for you and there may be things that aren't for you, but until you try it, you just don't know. And I think that's how I've got to, be in the position that I'm in. And it's been hard. Like there's been months where I'm like, I'm not even getting paid to do this and I'm getting up at five and I'm going to bed at 10. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if you trust the process and the journey and I look at where I am and the experience I've had, like it all pays off in the end. Um, But it's just pushing and challenging yourself.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's great you t- you took on those challenges of maybe being the only female there, being the only female coach and just taking on that challenge and not being afraid and just still being confident in yourself. And then also, like you said, maybe volunteering and not getting paid. I think that's has to do with a lot of jobs in sports. Sometimes you have to take that route in the beginning to get to where you want to go. And like you said, it's all part of the journey. Um, I also feel like you kind of you know became that coach that maybe you needed when you were younger, just like and taking on people. Uh, your your players individually and knowing that they have to be coached to their individual beings so great job on that and that and that's awesome to hear because I think a lot of women um, or girls in the sports industry can kind of relate to that journey Um, so how long did it take you really to just feel comfortable in coaching or was it kind of it seems like it was kind of just natural for you at the start or was there ever a time where you're like uh, imposter syndrome, or maybe I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I think I've been through every
1: single one of those feelings. I think I've loved moments, I've cried, I've hated moments, I've doubted myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, again, like it's so hard to define what success is in this career because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I get stories or I get phone calls from players I coach and they're going to college and I coach them when they were nine and they're like, hey, remember this time? And you're like, to me, that's success, right? Like, but now I'm in a career where results and development is success because now we're in the pro game. Um, so it's so hard to define success. And I think you can be really hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think every step of my career so far I've been uncomfortable. And I think that's the craziest part, right? Like uh, when I coached in youth soccer for 10, maybe 10 years, there's still days where I'm like, Oh wow. Like this is something that hasn't come up to me before. And then when I made the step into college for the first week or two, I was like, wow, this is so out of my comfort zone. And then when I moved the step into pro, I'm like, I think I'm ready for it. And then you get on the field and you're like in, surrounded by these like incredible, like pros that have won world cups. And you're like, oh my God, if mm-hmm. they ask me a question, I need to know the answer. <laughs> so it's like at every step I've been uncomfortable. Um, and even like coaching has evolved so much over the last 10 years. And I was having this conversation with people yesterday. It's like, you can be unreal on the field, but you have to bring something off the field these days. Um, technology, you have to be able to present. You have to be able to pull clips. Um, you have to be able to use your laptop. Um, like technology has like completely changed the coaching world. So it's like, is that my comfort level? Absolutely not. But I just have to nail down and do it and get used to it. And if I could be on the field seven hours a day, I would. It's just not it's, that's just not the job anymore. Right. Um, so I think it's, Like, again, if you want to, if you want to go into a career where you feel uncomfortable every day, this is the one. Um, And I actually get to the point now where I'm like, if I don't feel uncomfortable, why am I doing it? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I actually enjoy it. It's quite a nice Mm -hmm. feeling to wake up and feel like, oh, I'm going to be challenged today. And I think the biggest thing is, and again, that I I hope that women can be okay with is asking for feedback. Like, Mm -hmm. even if the feedback is going to hurt my feelings, I want, I want you to give it to me. Like I want to get every experience I can because, and, and it's funny because I've had so many moments and where I've doubted myself in my career. And I think that the best advice someone ever gave me, and I will take it with me to this day, is that um, like one moment won't define who you are in, in your career. And I always get up now. And I think when I speak in front of a group or I speak to the team, I'm like, if I get this wrong, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because... It's not gonna define who I am. And I remember doing a halftime talk with the first team um, when this when Scott was away. And I was like, oh my God, how am I gonna like I'm gonna stand in a room in front of Carly Lloyd and Kaylin Sheridan and and I have <laughs> to I have to step out and give them something for the second half. And then my head I'm like it, it could go anyway. I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, and and in my mind I'm like, okay, this one moment, this three minutes in the locker room at halftime is not gonna define my career so so having no did
0: it end up going well
1: oh, it was it was so good like I oh, I awesome. was so nervous all day um it was the craziest experience of my life but
2: um
1: I finished my team talk before the game and I like was holding it all in and they just all started cheering and clapping and I like ran oh out wow, the room with a smile on my face but again it was a moment where I was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I went to bed the night before and I made a hundred pages of notes and I made like okay, this is the the objectives of the game. This is the tactical piece. This is the psychological piece. And I forgot my notebook.
0: I was going to say, did you not even
1: use it? (laughs) Didn't even use it. And and again, like, I'm like, I over-prepared for something that comes naturally. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's like, you've actually done all the work for the last 10 years. Like, it's going to come to you. Um, But it's almost like it was meant meant to be that you you forgot the notebook. Yeah. I, I still think that now. I'm like, I don't even know what I wrote in it. And I and it's funny when I think about it. And I'm an overthinker anyway. But again, I think it's like those moments where you think that this piece of paper is going to change the way that you're going to think of the day. But actually you've done all the preparation for the last 10 years of your life. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just been so many, like I think the last two years of putting myself in these environments that make me uncomfortable. I've learned so much about myself. Okay. Um, and I just hope that other people will can kind of feel like they can go and do the same thing.
0: For sure. Yeah. I think being uncomfortable is so important to challenge yourself and be, be happy in your career. So uh, you talk about coaching these amazing players from Carly Lloyd and just all these like huge stars, but you've also coached younger ages, like we talked about as well. So how do you switch up your coaching style going from maybe a younger player to these, maybe not older players, but just really well-trained players who have been in it for a while? How do you switch that up? Um, I think
1: it's actually a really interesting question because I, again, I think about this a lot and every single player that is thriving to be good wants to be coached. And I think it's like, you sometimes think about these details and things that you're like, oh, they don't need to know that. And actually, you know what, they do want to know it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the way that you coach doesn't have to change. Um, maybe some of the slight details change based on is it for development or is it purely to win this game or is it in this moment that we need something? So I think those are the small things that change, but I actually think the way that you deliver a message and um, like, it doesn't change that much, honestly. Like I think, and here's the one thing I noticed kids these days are getting so intelligent. Um, They understand the game. They're watching it more. Um, The game has grown so much. They understand like little pieces of it that, You can sit and have a conversation with a a player now that's, you know, like purely based around principles. And like, again, we weren't taught this growing up. We just went on the field and played. And if I was stood in the wrong place, someone would yell at me. Um, So, and I think it's important that you challenge kids. I think you have to challenge them to speak the same language as you. You have to challenge them to, again, be like, I have no clue what she's talking about, but I'm gonna go figure it out. Um, So I think, I just think the main things are the way you deliver the message. the moment that you're delivering it, what is the situation that you're in? Um, But again, I think it's like kids are intelligent and players want to learn and it doesn't matter what level they are or where they've been or where they've come from. If you can enhance their performance, they want to hear from you. Um, And I think it's remembering those things that like small pieces of coaching is better than no coaching. Um, And I always thought that to myself. I'm like, like, what are you going to teach or what are you going to give to these players that have already done it all? Yeah. um and the more you do when i watch
0: when i watch players i'm like just these huge stars i'm like how does the coach you know tell them what to do or how do they take feedback when they're this amazing player how do they actually need this coach to tell them but you're like you said they do they need yeah them. they
1: do they do and sometimes it's like sometimes they just need like affirmation sometimes mm-hmm. they need help sometimes they need confidence sometimes they need to be brought down a level like it's just like they they want to be coached and if you can Mm -hmm. give them one percent or you know 0.5 percent that is going to help their performance they want it Mm -hmm. and that's why they are where they are because they've taken on all the feedback they've ever got and I think that the detail changes I think obviously sometimes when you get to players that have been there done that like and this is where you have to be prepared as a coach is like if I give you something and you come back at me, I have to be able to give back again. Okay. Um, and I think that's the difference. I think kids are getting there. Um, I think I actually would now want to create an environment where a player as a, as a as a youth player would say to me, well, hang on a minute. Like I actually don't like I think differently because I think that's healthy. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's the point that we're getting to in a good sense that it's not just like a command. Like I want this, I need you here and they're like okay yeah and, and they, you could have said anything um I think if they actually understand and they can come back with you with that with questions I think it's really healthy for them um and I think it's actually really healthy for the coach like I think a lot of people get like afraid in coaching that they need to give an answer and the answer needs to be right but actually if it's not right and the person like allows you to think maybe your answer is is actually better off um mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of evolution in coaching really is um and i think that evolution of the player has changed so much but everybody wants to be coached everybody and that's i think that's something that again i have to remind myself every day like if i think it i should say it because it Mm -hmm. means that it's probably valuable to somebody in that moment
0: Mm -hmm and it's yeah it's not going to be harm it's just going to help us somebody so yeah that's great and let's let's talk about Gotham FC so i recently went to a game um versus washington and i had an amazing time awesome game and so I just want to hear about your thoughts when you got that call for to work for Gotham FC or you got the job what was your reaction because I'm sure it was you know just exciting news
1: (laughs) yeah no it's fun it's it's a great job it's like when I step back and I actually look at how fortunate I am like it's a it's an unreal job the people I get to go to work with every day and the environment I get to work in is again it's like it's enjoyable it's challenging but in a good way. it's a great place. The sport's growing. Um, yeah. I think obviously, you know, we would love to to fill Ripple Stadium a little bit more. That would be a goal for us. Um, I think that the league has so much to offer top to bottom. When I look around the world and I'm like, there's some incredible teams around the world. Nothing compares to the NWSL because you look from team one to 12. Like you, you can't predict this league. Like you have no idea. And every team has every team every team has points in the league it's a fact um so I think that if you're like a neutral or if you're not sure about who to support or like you you can't go wrong like it's so exciting um
0: and I I saw you had a couple girls called up too to U.S. women's national team how is that for you as a coach to see your players just thriving like that
1: (laughs) yeah it's great and obviously the goal is that everybody you know gets to reach their goals and Mm -hmm. we want to help people in the position they want to be in. And, yeah, Christy scored yesterday, which was good to see. Um, and Midge played as well. So it's good. Like, we, we obviously love it when our players, I mean, it's hard for us right now because we don't have them. And, and we have Estelle in Cameroon and we have Efi at Nigeria. So we have uh, four internationals that are away. Um, but that's why this league is the best in the world, because we still have 26 people right here that can also play in the league, um, which is a credit to, to the club and the staff and the, you know, the players themselves um but yeah no it's great it's great to see it's it's nice to speak to them when they're enjoying it and they're away and they're having success um it's also fun when they come back like what did you love what did you not like like what what do you think you needed before you went that we didn't give you or what like and I think that's that's the best part. And just seeing women's sports grow in general. Like mm-hmm. I turned on the euros to watch England, um, in the opening game and there was 68,000 people. Like
0: awesome.
2: yeah. when
1: I was a kid and I, I went to watch England women as a kid, I remember going and there was 5,000 people, like the growth is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like, this is the time for women's sports. I think the players are doing an incredible job of making themselves accessible, visible, um, uh, yeah, and they think, really are.
0: And I want to ask you about that. Like when I was at the game, the players were coming up to the fans and the girls. And, and does your team really put an importance on that? And um, like, do they want to go out to those girls and show them um, that they care about them coming to the games and all of that?
1: Yeah, I think I think community and and. One of our you know real big values as a club is community. um mm-hmm. I think that we want to represent the community that we're in, and New York and New Jersey is an unreal community of you know people, soccer people like super diverse um and every single one of our players is is you know really happy to see the growth of the sport and again, like we want to encourage it as much as we can, but mm-hmm. it's a really incredible group of players, and they will side or like they'll take pictures they'll hang out with like with uh with kids they they just really embrace the community like they do that they have our own little um our players off their own back have their own little community group and they go out into schools and they go out into that's like awesome. they do, yeah they have a newsletter every month of like hey this is month of july this is what the awareness is um this is what we're going to do and you know sometimes as staff we just sit back and we're like you guys are incredible women um that's great and yeah no it's amazing and they do really love everybody's support so it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's good they they always will have time for fans
0: that's so nice to hear so now do you have a favorite game that you can just you know you'll always remember it was it was a highlight of your career coaching this game is there one for you (laughs) um yeah there's been some great
1: moments I think the one that I always remember is um (laughs) <laughs> remember for good and for bad like it, it was like a game of like a roller coaster uh but i remember north carolina in the challenge Cup when it the, the score was four three and we scored with the last kick of the game um that was always like a the game was just like all over the place but like it's always nice to have a last minute winner it's incredible to score four goals um it was a seven goal game like it was nuts and then the one game I'll always remember is we went to Orlando in the league and um, I think it was Ali Long. She was suspended for yellow cards and we had a player from France who, you know, was a high profile player, but we were like, let's play her. And she had some, you know, she had some, like she was in, she came over on loan and she had some good games and she was like, I'm ready to play. And she scored two goals in the first 10 minutes and we were two and up, and everybody, like she was a personality on the team that everybody was rooting for. Everybody wanted to be successful. And she's an incredible person. Um, so she scored two goals and she was like, just, it was, everybody was happy for her. She was happy, but like the whole bench was so happy. And I think yeah. that game, I think we ended up winning three, two, which is again, we were three up half at halftime. And it was like one of those crazy games. Those um, are
0: always the best games. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it was so nice. Like you get done after the game and you sit there and you're like, Like if you were a neutral watching that game, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good feeling for us. I think good feeling for players to, you know, when the team really cares about each other, like those moments are so special. Um, so I'll always remember that game. It was three, two win, but it was like in the midst of we need to pick up points to make the playoffs, we're missing some key players. Like, how can other players step up? And that game was like, I know it was special for her, and I know it was special for the team. And In the moment, it was stressful, but um, I just remember it being like one of the best games of my career where I was like, that was really fun.
0: (laughs) That's awesome to have those moments that you can look back on and remember and just be proud of yourself and your team. Um, So so you're obviously at an amazing place with your current position and where you've been, but what are those future goals that you have where you're excited to reach them in the future and want to accomplish and be able to say, I did that?
1: Yeah, I think. I think I have some, I, I definitely have some long-term goals. Um, I think for me, obviously being an assistant is something that I've been now for a couple of years and I want to continue to grow and develop as an assistant. I think it's a very different role um, and something that I've really learned to embrace and understand what the needs of it are. Um, I think going to the, the World Cup is going to be an incredible experience for me. And I think I can come out the other side and probably reflect on like, um being an assistant to a different head coach like that's also like very interesting for me is in the same year being an assistant to this will be my third head coach I've been assistant to so they all work a little bit differently um and then eventually I would love to be a head coach um for me I'm not the kind of person that's going to say 2020 something that like like it needs to be like the right moment and like I really believe in development of players and I think as a head coach, your responsibility is that you need to be the right fit for the players and the team, not just cause you want the job. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, well, when that moment happens, I'll know. Um, will I ever be ready? No, like you're never ready. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have a responsibility of as a, as a coach to be the right person for the job, not selfishly. Like I want to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal is to be a, a head coach at some point.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think for me to be, to stay in the, in the league and in professional women's sports and help push and grow, that would be incredible. Um, I just think I'm not on any, like, I can't put myself on a timeline because I stress myself out about it. Um, and I love where I am. I love my head coach. I work for, I love, I love the staff that I work with. Um, and I am challenged and pushed every day and I also am valued. So it's like, yeah it's a good
0: balance right now. Um, yeah, and- <laughs> nice, but just nice to have those goals. And, um, I can just tell from speaking you on with you on this interview that you would be an amazing coach. So I definitely see that like just a head coach in your future, but, um, I think it's important that you're not placing a time on it and it's just whatever's the right moment, whatever just works. I think that's very yeah. important. Yeah, no, that's important to me. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to ask you what um, your overall advice is for girls wanting to go into coaching, if you could give them one piece of advice.
1: Yeah, I think that you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think you have to put yourself out there. I think it's sometimes so hard and it's like, well, I'll just wait and see what happens. Like you kind of just have to go for it and do it. And again, I think the biggest advice I ever got and that I will forever take with me is that like you may go on a, co- I remember going to coaching courses and being terrible. Like it's okay. It doesn't change your career path. It doesn't change your goals. You just have to learn. Like you just have to keep continuing to learn and be okay with being one of few females. Like be okay with being the loudest person in the room, even though you're the only female in the room, like you will be respected. And if you go on a course or you go to an environment that you're not respected or you like, it's okay. Just move to a new one. Like don't give up on it. And I think that's something that I've had so many good and bad experiences in coaching courses, environments, uh, but it's like, well, it doesn't make or break whether I'm a good coach or not. It just means I need to move and do something new or find somewhere else or just find your people, find the people that support you, find the people who believe in you and push you and challenge you. But don't don't let one moment or one course or one situation define or, or believe who you are. Like, keep challenging yourself and I think that's put yourself out there you just got to do it and I think that's it's so hard when you look around and there isn't role models or people but but it's getting there it's growing um and I think embrace embrace being in the minority and that, that would be my my biggest advice is you just have to put yourself out there
0: For sure, yeah. And just take on those challenges. Well, that was advice. And um, congrats on what you've done so far this season, what you've done in coaching and playing as well. Um, and good luck with the rest of your season. You guys are killing it. I love how you find such importance of growing the game. I think um women changing the game definitely stresses that as well. So it's been great to have you on, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. All right. Thank you. And we will see you next time on Women Changing the Game.